How we doing? Welcome on into the first episode of the recap. I am your host, Ryer, and we are about to get right into it. I'm going to tell you a little bit about this show, a little bit about me, and then we're going to jump right into all the hockey that's been going on in the past week. It's been a blessing in these tough times, and I can't tell you enough how happy I am to have hockey back and how happy I am to finally get this show started. Uh, this has been a bit of a dream of mine for a little bit, and it's something that I kind of pushed off and pushed off. But finally, I just said, you know what? I got no excuse. I got to stop making excuses. I got to get down to it. So here I am. So what's this show is going to be about? This show is about hockey. It's going to be all things hockey, stories, players, uh, interviews, going to have guests on, fans of different teams. I myself work in the hockey industry at the minor league level currently, uh, hopefully in the future up in the NHL as well. So with my connections, I'm hoping to get some, you know, big hockey personalities on, as well as, like I said, coworkers, uh, friends of mine who have opinions on hockey as well, you know, just have fun with it. Uh, I grew up in the New England area, so I've loved sports all my life. I liked all Boston teams, except for I, uh, just started watching Alex Ovechkin and became a Washington Capitals fan ever since way back in the day. So don't call me a bandwagon fan because I'm not. <laughs> Just get that out of the way real quick. Uh, but I'm going to talk about everything. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to favor one team over the other because, uh, like I said, I love talking hockey and uh, talking about the different teams and what they have going on. So anyways, moving right into it. Let's get started. I'm ready to go. I've had a lot of thoughts going on in my brain. Uh, so we're going to start with the slower stuff and then move into the more uh, intense, exciting series that we have going on. This playoff format, 24 teams. I love it. I love what they did. I think it's the best uh, format that a sports league has done. I'm a little biased, but I love that the, you know, the qualifying rounds, it gives you something to play for. We're basically in playoff hockey right away as opposed to the NBA where, you know, uh, I, I like the Celtics, but I don't really care as much about these regular season games. I'm looking forward to playoffs. So I think the NHL did a good job of building the excitement right away. Uh, so we're going to start in the round robins. I don't want to get too far into them. They're not as exciting, obviously, as the, the series. But we'll start in the West. Um, just my thoughts on each team in what I've seen from them and how I think they're going to do. We'll start with Vegas. This team is, it's incredible what they've done in their first few years. Um, from what I've seen from them, their offense has been firing. They've been playing pretty well. Uh, one thing that interested me was Leonard got the first start. I don't know if that means once we get into the actual playoffs, he's going to be their starter. I believe Marc-Andre Fleury is starting today. If you ask me, I don't know how you don't ride Fleury after everything he's accomplished in his career. But I guess I can also see the side where he struggled a little bit that one year in Pittsburgh, you know, got a spot taken by Matt Murray. So I'd hate to see him go out with someone else taking his spot again. But that's my two cents there. I think Vegas is a legitimate uh, contender just because they've had that core in place. Uh, they feel like they were done wrong last year. They did so well their first year. So I would look for them to be one of the favorites. Moving on to Dallas, I, I mean, 
they're playing exactly how I – well, I thought they would have more offense, but their back end, the goaltending hasn't been great, which surprised me a little bit. I, I like Ben Bishop a lot. Uh, Hudo, Ben, he's fine. Um, I don't anticipate him starting really any of the legit playoff games. But back end-wise, they have great offensive weapons on the back end, but it just seems like they don't play a full, you know, defensive game – not a lot of forwards are getting back. You know, Tyler Sagan's not really one to play both sides of the ice as much. So you have to think that's going to be an issue. Uh, like I said, not putting too much stock into these, but they have not looked good in their first two games. They've let up, I think, a total of nine goals now. So that's not something you want to see. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see what they do this year. They impressed me last year. We'll see uh, if they can continue to do so this year. The Blues. The Blues are back. I'm not worried about them. They were in a tight game with the Avalanche. I'm going to talk about the Avalanche in a second. I expect another run from them again, regardless of what. If they lose all three of these games, I don't, I'm not too concerned about it. I think, you know, they're kind of taking these games really as practice. They don't need it so much as for momentum. Whereas moving on to the Avalanche, I think they are relying on these games for momentum. They're a young team. They want to prove themselves. They've looked really good. Uh, I think other than Tampa Bay, they've looked like the best team so far. Um, so I think these games are important to them as they move along because I think having that confidence is going to really help them in, in the first few rounds. And we'll see if they can, you know, take that young group and uh, compete against other teams like the Blues that, I mean, they've done it now. So, it, but you're always a team that hasn't done it until you do. So I, I would expect them to do well as I think. Uh, I would say if I'm making a pick out of the West, it's, it's one of those two teams, the Avalanche or the Blues um, with Vegas a close third there. So scooting right on over to the East, we have Tampa Bay. They came out strong both games. They played the Capitals in the first game. Um, Kucherov is just sick. I, I There was nothing really you could do about that goal. I mean, you had him pushed all the way out on the side, and the guy just absolutely picks a corner from so far away. Uh, and they were, they were all over the Capitals right from the get-go. They were – same with the Bruins. They were all over them. But – it seemed like they kind of slowed down a little bit as the game went on. So we'll see if that becomes an issue um, as the playoffs move on, but they were able to squeak out the two wins um, in late fashion. So that's good for them. I can see them, you know, locking up that first spot. They really, I think just need to get one point off of Philly um, and they'll be good to go. And depending here on what happens in the game today, I should process this by saying I am recording uh, midway through the Wilds and Vancouver game three uh, with the Capitals in Philly about to start on Thursday the 6th. So, uh, you know, when this comes out today, if you listen to it tomorrow, that there, there, there's been some stuff that has happened, but I wanted to get to this first and then um, next week we'll cover anything that we missed here today. But yeah, so Tampa Bay, uh, I, I foresee them getting that number one seed, um, but 
you know, they've always been <laughs> these past three years, they've been incredible in the regular season. And when it comes down to it, they can't get the job done. So we'll see. Uh, <laughs> I'm not surprised that they're playing so well, but again, I just, they got to show it when, when the game, when the, you know, when the light shines brightest and they, they really haven't, uh, especially guys like Kucherov, um, who, you know, they didn't have great series, uh, last year or, you know, when they played the Capitals, it wasn't really their, their big guns in 2018 when the Capitals beat them. So, um, yeah, that's all I got to say on them. Moving on to the Bruins. Ah, I know a lot of Bruins fans, and I I'm probably wouldn't be too happy about the way they've played so far. Uh, they made a little comeback yesterday. Rask was out in game one, so that's kind of tough to start out. They've been having people come and go. You know, Pasternak was out for a little bit. Bergeron missed a practice the other day. So you got to kind of be concerned about, I don't know if it's illness or injury or little nagging things they have going on, but um, it seems like most teams are super healthy, but I've, I'm hearing, you know, multiple stories out of Boston. So it's something to keep your eye on. I think they'll be fine. No one seems to be, you know, terribly injured or anything like that, which is good. Um, you want guys like Bergeron to play. Uh, you love watching him play. Uh, but, yeah, it's a tough start there. Again, not too concerned about it. It kind of stinks with the seating because they're pretty much locked into the three or the four. So, you know, if Philly and the Capitals pass them, they're going to end up in the four. They're going to be playing the Hurricanes, who just looked like an unstoppable force in their series, and I'll get to that. And then either that or the Penguins, if the Penguins win. So, you know, that's two tough matchups there. So... Uh, could have been, could have gone better for them, but they can put it behind them. I'm not too worried about them because I, they're like the opposite where they, when they get into playoffs, they really show up, you know, uh, <laughs> except for in the Stanley Cup these past uh, couple tries. But no, I'm just kidding. They they played well last year, so um, I'm expecting big things out of them as well this year. Capitals, uh, they like I just was saying with Tampa Bay, they looked outmatched at first, but they stayed strong, got some gritty goals. Vasilevsky, I don't know what his issue is. He's having some problems with pucks squeaking through. He's, I think it's four goals now that he's, you know, just let tricklers get behind him. So look for that to be an issue with Tampa Bay. Um, one thing I did miss touching on that the Bruins fans could get mad about, that Kalorn goal in the game against Tampa Bay, that should have been called back. I don't even think they reviewed it um, from what I remember, which is – I mean, you got to review that. He, that was a kicking motion to me. I don't know. Uh, the announcers didn't seem to think so, but I think it should have been called back. Anyways, back to the Capitals. Uh, they fought back, uh, pushed it to overtime. Um, they were missing John Carlson. That's obviously a tough loss. That's honestly right now probably your best all-around player. Uh, so you want to have him there, you know, Norris Trophy winner. Uh, but I'd rather he, you know, you'd rather he get some rest and and be ready for the actual playoff. Um, but yeah, they pushed to overtime. They go to the shootout. Shootouts, you know, they're kind of a crap shoot. So um, it is what it is. They take the one point. They're playing against Philly, so we'll see what happens there. <laughs> Philly, they looked great in their first game. Um, 
their team chemistry, I think, is off the charts. They just seem like a great group of guys. If if I'm picking anyone else, I, you know, I, like I said, Caps fan, I want them to win. But if I'm being totally non-biased, uh, going out to put a bet on it, I, I'd probably put it on Philly. They just feel – they have that feel like the Blues had last year of a cohesive unit, you know, not, not necessarily an underdog story, but just – that tight-knit group, they're joking in the locker room, joking on the bench, having a great time, you know. They look like they're having so much fun playing hockey. And I think that combined with their talent and their depth and kata hat, <laughs> it's, it's a recipe for success. So I expect big things out of them. Um, and I would not be surprised if they go all the way uh, and are in the Stanley Cup and even win it, which – God knows what's going to happen in Philly if they win another title. That's the other thing, too. It's kind of – cities tend to win, you know, in bunches. So the Eagles won, so maybe they'll get one. You know, Capitals won, Nationals won. We all know about Boston. That's just like, you know, an anomaly. They just win all the time. But I, I can see the story around them already, and there's always a story around the team that wins the Cup. So um, look for them to be – impressive throughout the playoffs all right getting into the qualifying round we will start in the west here vancouver versus the wild so this series so far uh like i said it's mid game right now uh it's been more competitive than i thought it was going to be i honestly thought vancouver was going to roll the wild i they're just younger faster more talented better goaltending i thought uh, but the Wild, you know, they're an old head group. They've been together for a while. They probably are thinking, you know, this is our last shot at this. So they are in there and they're, you know, putting together a good effort. I'm looking right now. So it's 0-0 zero, zero right now in the middle of the second. So, again, keeping it close where I, I didn't think they had the firepower to do it. But um, I still see Vancouver holding on to, to take this series. Uh, this game right now is a huge one. We'll see. Uh, I think the goaltending with the Wild is just weaker. So I think eventually that young group on the uh, uh, on the Canucks will get through. And then you also got, you know, Quinn Hughes, rookie of the year, up for rookie of the year. He's been great. He's so fun to watch. Um, so, yeah, but uh, moving on here, Arizona versus Nashville. Sure, there's a lot of people looking forward to this one. <laughs> I actually said on a different podcast that this was one of the, the series I wasn't really looking too, uh, forward to too much, but it actually has been pretty entertaining. Uh, Arizona, surprisingly, up 2-1 in the series. They got shelled by Nashville yesterday, but pulled it out somehow. Um, Connor Garland with just an unreal toe drag around the defender to score that goal yesterday. Uh, he's a good young player. I think he's the highest scoring player in that whole series, which shows you that he has 22 goals. So that shows you that you know, there's not a whole lot of scoring going on with either of these teams. Surprising with Arizona because, you know, they have studs like Halsey and Phil Kessel, but Kessel's had a bit of a down year. Um, the two players that have impressed me in this series are Victor Arvidsson, who's that's been like carrying Nashville's offense and Dvorak on Arizona. 
Uh, I wasn't even really too familiar with him, but he's he's played well. Uh, Arvidsson has played well. They need more up front. Uh, they've really only had these past few years. Philip Forsberg is their biggest threat. And I thought that Duchesne would, you know, help out a little more, but all he did was take a goal away from them for being offside yesterday. So we'll see if they can bounce back. Uh, I, I think it's going to be tough in these five-game series. Once the other team gets to two, you know, you got to win two games in a row. I, I think it's possible, like I said, but it's tough with a team like Nashville that doesn't have those people to carry you, you know what I mean, really offensively. So. We'll see what happens there. Um, I am going to be looking into that series, try and keep up with it, because uh, I think it, it has been a good one. It has impressed me. Calgary versus the Jets. This one got feisty early. Uh, controversy in game one with Kachuk, the, the hit on Shifley there. I, don't, I didn't really see anything wrong with it. I mean, he, he picked his leg up, sure. Paul Maurice is going off saying he intentionally kicked him. I. I don't know how you watch that video and think he intentionally did that, especially if you watch it at, at full speed. You know, it's one of those things where you slow anything down, you can find an issue. I didn't see anything wrong with it. Uh, he does have the reputation, so uh, Kachuk does. So I think that that played into it a bit. Um, but I didn't see anything wrong with it. It was tough. They lost Shifley, though. Calgary grabs that game one. Uh, they lose line A, too which Shifley and Line are two of your best players. So those are two huge, huge losses. Uh, that'd be losing like Goudreau and Kachuk for the Calgary. So it's, you know what I mean? That's just unfortunate. Game two, they pulled a gutsy, gutsy win. You love to see that. Um, playing for the boys, obviously. Um, we're able to pull one out. But then just the last game just lit up by the Flames which I expected the Flames to win this series anyways. Uh, I had I, expected it to be over after, after tonight. Uh, I just don't see the Jets coming back and winning this series. I don't, I don't think they have enough, especially with the line A and Shifley. So last series we have here out in the West has been the most entertaining series, I think, in this qualifying round. And why? Are these games being played at 10.30 at night? Why? These are the games that, like, I praise the NHL before, but you got to realize who's watching what. You put the Islanders in Florida at noon when everyone's at work. Okay, that's understandable. But you're putting round-robin games at 4 and 6. You couldn't put Edmonton in Chicago in one of those slots. I, you got to put them there. I mean... You have McDavid, Dreitseidel, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Pays, the young guns on both teams that have been playing great, the high, high scoring, like the only games that have been, you know, high scoring for both teams, and they're just 1030 at night. Come on. Come on. Got to have those games in prime time. Got to flex them. Do whatever. Do what the NFL does. Flex the games. Move them around. I don't know, but when you got a hot series like this that everybody's talking about and all they can do is watch the highlights the next day because they're not trying to stay up till 1.30 in the morning to see how it finishes because, you know, they got work the next day. It, it's just – it's frustrating, honestly. But anyways, into the actual series. 
Connor McDavid is the best hockey player I've seen. He's better than I think he's better than Ovechkin and Crosby at their peak. I I've never seen a hockey player like him. He's so fast. He's he just he's unbelievable. I don't even know how to describe it. He's a magician out there. That goal, he just cruises around the defender, no problem. Like no problem. Like he was going up against a youth hockey player, just tucks it backhand top right with a centimeter space to do it. And it was like he, you know, he was just like out back in the yard just shooting by himself. It's incredible. I've never seen anything like it. And beside him, he's got the guy who somehow got more points than him this season, Dreitzidel, who is a mammoth human. He's giant, which I never really, really, like, realized until I've been watching him so closely. He's huge. He chipped in, too, uh, in the loss last night. These guys can carry can carry a team. This is when I was talking about earlier that Nashville doesn't have you know players that can just pull them back in, and that the Jets without those guys can't, don't have so like McDavid and Dreisaitl. They're down two one. I would not be surprised to see them win the next two games because McDavid and Dreisaitl can just turn it on and just be like, mm, you know what? You want to score four goals today? That's fine. We'll score five. You know what I mean? They're they're amazing. They just need a little bit of help on the back end, a little bit of goaltending. And, you know, if you hold a team to three goals, you can almost expect to win. Like, it's incredible. So I, I really love watching them. I love watching them in this series. Uh, moving on to the Chicago side, their defense has really impressed me more than I thought they would. I thought they were a little thin on defense, but – um, Oli Mata's been playing great, a name from the past. He was supposed to be a big thing in Pittsburgh, then he kind of fell off, but he's been playing great in these first couple games. Uh, they've been generating a lot of chances from the back end, which we saw last night in that thriller of a game where Taser gets that tip, you know, with a couple minutes left to seal the game. Huge tip, but that was generated by the defense right there. Um, so they've been playing awesome. Other than them, you know, you obviously got Kaner, who's been playing uh, well. And then you have the young guns who have really impressed me. Kirby Doc is sick. Kubelik is incredible. These guys, I mean, Kirby Doc was well-known, but Kubelik just came out of nowhere, really. He was, you know, from overseas. They bring him over, and he's unbelievable. Like, 30 goals plus this year. Uh, Could have had 40, you know. He's playing great. It's just Chicago, man. They just know how to restock and reload. They do it time after time. I know they've had a, a couple uh, down years, but look at this. They could one more win, and no one cares about what they did this season because they're right back in it. Um, and then imagine that Edmonton's out, and they could get the first overall pick, and we'll get to that later on too with another team. Uh, moving into the East here. Panthers versus Islanders. I I mean, the Islanders are a great team. Panthers have played well this year. Great coaches on both sides. Not the most exciting hockey you've ever seen. Panthers stay alive barely yesterday. The Islanders have actually been playing really well. Their offense has actually looked better than I thought it would. And I don't know if it's who they're playing or what, but 
they've been clicking. They've been clicking. And it hasn't really – I haven't seen much out of Barzal. It's been this the guys like uh, Beauvillier. He's been playing great. He's been all over the puck, all in there. Anders Lee, I think, had one the other day. Um, and and it's they just get up and they just lock you down, and that's it. They're a frustrating team to play for – or play against, sorry, excuse me. And they're a team that moving into the next rounds, you know, they we saw it last year. You can they can steal around from someone. Yeah, I don't I don't think they have enough to go all the way, but they can definitely steal around from a, a legitimate contender in the first round. So I think when you're playing for that seeding, it, it's important. You kind of want to avoid them uh, because, like I said. Really, the biggest question mark I thought they had was goaltending, but uh, Varlamov's played well. Panthers, I, you give Bob 10 mil. And I said it the other day, I go, oh, is Bob coming back? And then he immediately just he just lets in a, a week one. So I don't know what they're going to have to do there, but it <laughs> it makes me who, as a Capitals fan, we have Holpe coming up. I really – I love the guy. I appreciate the Stanley Cup. I think he'll play well this year, but he's going to want the same amount of money. And I don't, I just don't think you can build a team around a $10 million goalie. And and we're seeing it firsthand. Uh, they have some guys, Barkov, Huberdeau, but I just, they just don't have enough firepower up front, especially against an Islanders team that's so sound defensively. So I would expect the Islanders to finish this up in the next game. They look like they've outplayed them, you know, the first two games. Uh, Panthers were lucky to to get one out the other day, I think. So I would expect Islanders to move on here. Uh, Columbus versus Toronto. This series, I actually haven't seen much of this series. Um, I saw the first game. I missed the second game. Uh, I was out busy hacking balls into the woods, uh, playing golf. <laughs> Columbus is uh, where it's a tale of two tapes here. So you have Columbus who lost a lot of their talent over the summer, made it back to the playoffs because John Tortorella, I think is, you know, top three, five, four coach. He's up there in the league. Uh, he does an unbelievable job. So they're working with almost no pressure because no one's expecting anything. They got that playoff series went out of the way last year. And so, and then you look at Toronto who they're in Toronto, they have all the media, they have all the young guns, they paid all the money to all these players. They're going to have to pay more and they have all the pressure on them. The games are in Toronto. It doesn't matter a ton because you know, the fans aren't there, but it adds a, a little bit extra. Imagine you're hosting a tournament and you're done before the tur real tournament even starts. It's a little embarrassing. So uh, I guess the same can be said for Edmonton, but Toronto uh, with all that pressure, they let game one slip away. They did play well in game two, um, came back the three Oh win. So I, I see the series going the distance. I think it'll go five games. Um, because I think Torts is not going to give up. He's get in, and the guys I think there have have bought in. They've had great goaltending, so I foresee this going five games. I could be wrong. Toronto could have just needed that last game to turn it on and get through, but 
Um, we'll see. Talking on paper, you'd, you'd think Toronto would win this, but I really don't know. This is honestly a toss-up for me, anyways, as, as they move on. Uh, moving on to Carolina versus Rangers. I couldn't have been more wrong about this series. I was on another podcast a couple of days before the playoffs started, and I said, the Rangers, they're coming in. They were red hot. They got the guys. They got Panarin. They got the goaltending now. They're clicking. And they just get smoked. I thought Carolina were pretenders from last year. Even though they beat the Capitals, it, it was, you know, game seven, last-minute goal, whatever. I, and then they get swept. So I thought they were pretenders. I didn't think they were legit at all. Um, well, obviously, they, I, I thought they just caught lightning in a bottle last year. You know what I mean? Like, they played good hockey. But I thought this year they would, they would regress back to the mean. But they make it in again to, the, to these playoffs. And they show that they are legit. I was so impressed by their play. And they were exciting to watch. I, I don't know why I ever thought the Rangers had a shot. <laughs> but I really did. I really thought they did. Uh, they were hurt by Shesterkin being out. I, I don't know what happened there. He did play the last game, but I don't know if he was fully healthy. What was going on? I was surprised that Hank got to start um, after the poor year he had. Uh, but honestly, I don't even know if it would have mattered. Carolina looked so good. Ajo's goal the other night was incredible. Deeks through. He looks so good right now in these series. If you haven't seen that goal, please go see it. Jacob Slavin is a stud defender, too. He hops into the play in game one, just tucks on top left. It was great. He's played great this whole series, or that whole series, sorry. And he played great last year in the playoffs, too. He kind of broke out. So I'm expecting big things from him. Uh, who do they stick with in net? Uh, they played Reimer the last game. I don't know if that was just because they were already up two games or because they thought Peter Mrazek didn't have a good game the game before or what was going on. But I think you stick with Mrazek. You know, he's been the, he's been the number one. I, you kind of just go with it. They can put in whoever. James Reimer doesn't really have a good track record in the playoffs. He's a little bit older now, so I think you stick with Mrazek and see what happens. But I think that's probably their weakness there is goaltending. Carolina, though, I, I, I can see making another run to the conference final if, if, if they stay hot like this. I mean, man, they look so good. Moving on to the final series we have here in the East, Pittsburgh versus Montreal. And we have another 12 team that is up two games to one on the five seed. I love to see this one. I know there's a lot of Penguins fans out there that don't. Uh, I know there's a lot of uh, Bruins fans that I know that don't want to see this either. But, you know, Montreal's been hanging in there. They still don't really look like the better team a lot of times. But they've done what they need to do. And I don't necessarily think the Penguins have overpowered them by any means. You got Crosby, you got Malkin, so you have those guys up front that the Canadians don't. But beyond that, I feel they've done a good job. They've obviously been doing things right. Uh, Jeff Petrie, have a series guy. Holy. Gets the OT winner and then gets the game-winning goal uh, the other night. He's playing great. 
and they need that. They need that offense generated from the defense because, um, you know, they don't have all those weapons up front that the Penguins do. And then they just locked it down. Deneau is one of the best two-way forwards that not even I really knew about until this last year. So uh, he's great. He can play offense, defense. He's gritty. He's in there. Wins a face-off against Crosby. Talk about the pressure there with a minute or so left. Uh, and he just does it, no problem. You know, gets it out, everything. Guy can do it all. He's a great player. He's going to be an awesome piece for them in the future uh, or as they build for the future. So <laughs> the story with Druin, Jonathan Druin, he cuts his hair mid-series. I'm assuming because he, he had that awful penalty shot in the first game in OT, could have could have buried it and won the, and won the game, and he just does nothing. I mean, luckily they ended up winning the game, and I don't believe he had any points in the second game. So third game, he goes, oh, I'm going to cut the lettuce. And he cuts the lettuce, and what does this guy do? He goes out and he tucks one. So it goes to show, you know, you got to be a little superstitious sometimes. Uh, hockey is a very superstitious sport. So that was, that was funny to see him uh, do that and then go out and score because the other side of the, you know, headline would have been, you know, this guy's, uh, he can't handle the pressure. He's, he's a small-minded, whatever. And, you know, he, he had to cut his hair and he's still playing like bad. He's, this guy's had a tough career. He uh, was touted. I think it was the third overall pick to Tampa. He was supposed to be this absolute monster goal scorer, had a great junior career, and, you know, he's been kind of up and down. Um, but he's been a little bit of a piece for the Canadians. So we'll see how he continues on through the playoffs. Hopefully that haircut helps him. Uh, big implication here if they do pull off this upset. The Penguins can get the first overall pick. <laughs> to play with Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. They could have Alexi Lafreniere. That would just make me sick to my stomach. But uh, <laughs> that's the crazy thing about them and Edmonton. Even if they do lose this series, they both could still take home a very, very nice consolation prize in the number one pick, Lafreniere, uh, who I anticipate being the number one pick. This, this kid is unbelievable. Um, I don't see him being a bust by any means, but what do I know? Just because I said that, he'll probably suck next year. But anyways, uh, <clears throat> it's also a big implication for Bruins fans because if Montreal pulls this upset and you do get that four seed, you're playing the, you're playing the uh, Hurricanes. So I just said looked really hot. And, I mean, you swept them last year, but they're going to want revenge. So that'll be an interesting story to play out. Uh, so looking forward to that. But thank you all for bearing with me for this long, for uh, listening to this first podcast. Uh, it was fun to do. Definitely going to try and get a guest on for the next one if I can. If not, I will be here covering these series as they play on. Uh, excited to watch some more good hockey. Going to go put the Capitals Philly game on, see how that's going. And, uh, yeah, if you guys have any questions, please at – the recap pod underscore on Twitter. Please DM me your questions. I want them. I want to answer questions on the show. Talk about the things you want to hear about. So please, please, please send those questions in. Toss us a follow if you can. You know, maybe a retweet here or there. 
uh, that Twitter will be focusing solely on hockey. Pretty much, um, you're not going to see. My, it's going to be the bulk of all those tweets will be my direct thoughts about hockey. Going to try and keep them off my personal and focus them there. So if you want my hockey thoughts, follow it there. Like I said, at the recap pod underscore. Um, and again, thank you all for listening. Uh, looking forward to episode two. See ya.